Alright, what's going on? What is happening? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. What a week. What a wild week it's been. All kinds of technical issues and getting stuff with the podcast, but we got everything back caught up. It, it feels weird doing a, a Friday show, actually, for a Friday. But I uh, hope you had a chance to listen to those podcasts we posted earlier. If not, go back and listen after this. But on today's show, we're going to get you set up for a weekend of sports. So we're going to talk about Premier League college football, NFL, MLB, get you set up for, for a big weekend. And we'll give a few picks along the way as well. It's not going to be a, lo- uh, a mainly a pick show, but uh, we'll give a few picks along the way. So let's start off in the Premier League. Premier League! Uh, some really good matches tomorrow morning. Uh, let's see. Crystal Palace and Fulham. I'm looking forward to that one. I almost wanted to take Crystal at home, but I think the price is very, very accurate. Roy Hodgson is a great manager. As a matter of fact, since he's come back to Crystal, their expected goals allowed per game has risen. I mean, this is... this is <laughs> he's He's an old dude out there, but... What he does and the players love him and the defensive mindset he implements on his team, I think he does a great job. But Marco Silva has Fulham, you know, playing, I think, to around their ceiling right now. So that should be a good one. Looking forward to that. Uh, let's give a pick out on Wolves at Luton. Wolverhampton Wanderers at Luton, uh, Luton Town. We're going to give Wolves draw no bet minus 160. I made this today, I think, at either points bet or FanDuel. But uh, shop around, obviously, minus 160 is the price. Draw no bet for the Wolves. Look, we've talked about Luton before, and I honestly don't like betting games like this because what we're doing is we're taking a bad team and a bad, and we're just taking a bad team, but not because they're bad, right? A lot of people don't bet on the, uh, you know, the, they aren't going to bet on the, the Giants this year because they're bad, okay? I actually like betting on teams like that because, well, they cover still. You know, they're, they're going to come through and, and, and cover. Maybe the Giants were a bad idea because they looked horrible last night. But the point is, it's not like Luton is going to go, you know, no wins, no draws, 38 losses this year, you know. But I do believe this is a bad spot for them because the Wolves, who are playing really poor right now, they've won one out of four games uh, this this season overall. I mean, they've only played five games so far. They're one win, four losses, no draws. And they are second worst in the league in, in uh, goals allowed. Well, actually, third worst in the league in goals allowed. But still, Wolves have not looked good. But you look at their schedule, and they hosted uh, they hosted uh, Liverpool, and they were uh, on the road at Man U, and they hosted Brighton. I mean, they play so far. They played Liverpool, Crystal, Everton, Brighton, and Man United. Right now, they got the win against Everton, which they should have. But it's a tough schedule so far. Wolves are not the 16th best team in the Premier League. They're somewhere between 10 and 12. Good team, pretty good staff. Like this is not the place for them to be. This is the lowest I believe we're going to buy the Wolves the first half the season. So let's jump on this. Right, minus 160 draw no bet. That means if it ends at a tie, we get our money back. But I think this is a really good spot for Wolves. Now Luton, they will be all out. It's at home. You know, this is one of the few chances they think. You know, they they haven't won a top flight league, a top flight like Premier League game in 31 years. So it's going to be a crazy environment, but minus 160, I believe, provides us some value. So, so we'll take the Wolves. Draw no bet, minus 160 tomorrow at Luton. Uh, let's talk about one more game and give out one more pick for the Premier League tomorrow. We're going to take Everton plus a half, or uh, another way that's written on websites is double chance. They are at Brentford. And I think this is purely a power ratings play. Now, I understand Everton this year under Sean Dyche has not looked amazing, but I believe in both this team, these players, and I love Sean Dyche. I think this manager is one of the most underrated managers, and I get it. Like, I understand the hate. I understand why some people don't like him. I mean, <laughs> they've played five games. They haven't won one yet. They drew a game. They drew only one game a couple, what was that, two weeks ago, 
and they haven't looked very good. And the expected goals there are what? Third, third worst. But this is a numbers game. This is a numbers play. And I think Brentford at home, but what? What are they? Minus 130 right now is a little too much. And when you give me Everton plus a half at plus 105, I think that's good, a good price. So again, with this being a power ratings play, I think the buy price should be around Everton plus a half minus 110, but that's a good play. Okay. I think Everton stays in this thing, makes it close. The main thing here isn't necessary. Look, I don't think Brentford wins 3-0. Now they might. I mean, everything's possible, but I think this is much more of a tight game. If Everton can find a way to finish and capitalize in the final third, this is a very good price. So we'll take Everton plus a half, about plus 105 on the road at Brentford. So, God, I feel like I'm losing my voice after these couple pods today. I take a couple days off and it's like this. But uh, anyway, that does it for our Premier League talk. Premier League, for a couple of great games tomorrow. Looking forward to it. And we are going to take Wolves, draw no bet, uh, minus 160. And then we're going to take Everton, plus a half or double chance at uh, plus 105. All right, let's get on to some uh, college football. I have some thoughts on a couple big games this weekend. I'm not going to give any picks here. But uh, do have some thoughts on these. Actually, let's give one pick at the end of this. But uh, let's talk about Alabama Old Miss. Um, Alabama is in a really interesting spot here because, you know, they haven't looked great this year, obviously, right? That doesn't take a genius to realize. But the question is, is Alabama going through a phase where they're going to be like having a down year, maybe down a couple years? Or is it small sample size and they're going to bounce back and look like classic vintage Alabama? The reason I'm not betting on this is because we don't have to bet on games. We don't, we're not forced to bet on games. And until I have a very, very crucially important data point on both Alabama and Ole Miss, on both Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban, I'm not going to bet on this game. I think if I had to force a bet right now, I would take Ole Miss, or excuse me, I would take Alabama, the favorite, minus seven. But that's because of history. That's because of Nick Saban. That's because of power ratings. There's a lot going on this game that makes me question. The main thing, Ole Miss's ability to run the football. Last year, they ran it for almost 200 yards on Saban and Alabama after not being able to for a long time. If I went back and looked and saw that Ole Miss was not able to run the ball, this would be a different handicap. But last year, they kind of showed their breaking through. So this should be a great game. I would take Alabama if I were forced to, but I've got no play there. Uh, Colorado at Oregon. This is this is going to be a really, really big game to see how good the buffs are, right? How good is Dion's team actually against a legit national title, if not playoff contender? Uh, the spread is 21, and I think that's pretty fair. You know, I think Colorado could have a long day, not just because Travis Hunter, their best player, is missing, but because so far this season, they've gotten beat up on the offensive and defensive lines, right? They are bottom, they're like 114th in offensive line efficiency, like 120th in defensive line efficiency. I don't see things going well for Colorado this weekend. Now, there's the magic that we've got to bring up. That coach prime magic, that allure, the they always seem to get it done. And also consider this. What's the one game this year Colorado has struggled in? It's the game they were 21-point favorites expected to win. Every other game when it's like, you're not going to win, the whole world against you, they got a point to prove, they've looked really good and shattered expectations. So it's it's no bet for me, total pass, but I think everyone writing CU off and saying take Oregon minus 21 Probably a mistake. I think everyone thinking CU is going to show up like, oh, it's probably a mistake. We don't really know with this game. That's why it's going to be great to watch. But if anything, you give Shadur Sanders the ball late, it's it, it may be problems. So Oregon wants to pull away, pull away quick. That should be a great game, though. Finally, in college football, let's go Ohio State at Notre Dame. This game is going to be one of the most watched this weekend, maybe the single most watched. And I've got very specific opinions on both these teams. I think Notre Dame is overrated. 
I think Marcus Freeman is overrated and they need to win a game like this. If I'm going to change my opinion. Now, this isn't my opinion, my or you know, just like what I think of them. This is the numbers, and I think that Notre Dame coming into the season was on was overrated. After a few games, is overrated. They haven't played anyone really. I mean, they look good, but this is going to be the game where we answer all our questions. And on the other side, for Ohio State, they haven't looked amazing, but I have them well above Notre Dame. I've got them seven points better than Notre Dame right now. Right, so this is a game where where Notre Dame is going to show up as the worst team in my opinion by a touchdown and even though they're going to be max effort so is ohio state you see ohio state's going to look at this as like the game that's going to put them on the map if they can win this oh national title here we come this is a huge huge game for ohio state and i I know they still have a couple games on their schedule you know that that are really going to be big but this is the first true test and i think ryan day this team so much more skilled than notre dame and that coaching staff i believe that, that they get the job done so let's give out right now ohio state Minus three on the road. I like it. We'll make it a play. Ohio State at Notre Dame. I think they get the job done. And I think they win on the road. All right, quick drink here. We'll do a little rapid fire today. Quick drink. Um, what's next? NFL. Let's get some NFL. I've got notes on three different games. Let's start off with Tennessee-Cleveland. Uh, this is one of the big discrepancies. The wise guys, the the Sharps, are really leaning Tennessee this game. They've got great numbers against the spread. Cleveland does not have great numbers against the spread. I believe that under Kevin Stefanski, the Browns are 10 and 19 against the spread as a favorite. Uh, Cleveland, though, I think has looked better than perception. You know, they look really good week one, I believe. And then last week at Pittsburgh, that was a historically terrible spot. Prime time. A lot of people watched Deshaun Watson that night and kind of sold their stock. It's like, I don't think Cleveland's that bad. So, you know, it, it, that, that's a conflicting game because I have a certain opinion on Cleveland. The wise guys like Tennessee that game. Three and a half's a lot. And I will say Mike Vrabel as an underdog, very good in his career, especially on the road. So that's going to be a great game. Um, if I had to lean, I'd, I'd lean Tennessee plus three and a half for sure. I think Cleveland, even though they've looked good, this is a, a bad line and a bad number. But I, I, the reason I'm staying away is we still don't know how good Cleveland can be. You know, I... If they're a really good team who stumbled in a bad spot on the road at Pittsburgh, maybe they're better than this line. You know, but if they're a, an average team that had a, an amazing week one, then, you know, we start to reframe things. So anyway, this should be a good game, but uh, a lot of different direction on that one. Uh, L.A. Chargers at Minnesota. This is the loser bowl, right? The loser of this is likely going to miss the playoffs. And that's kind of crazy for a Minnesota team and a Chargers team that a lot of people liked before the season started. Now, I think the average fan, the average public fan is going to be on the Chargers here, right? Because I've noticed the average public fan loves betting offense and loves betting on Justin Herbert. But I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. When you start to look behind the scenes and see what's going on in L.A. with the Chargers, I have kind of question marks about is Justin Herbert as elite as everyone else thinks he is, you know? Now, the excuse is, hey, he's on his third coordinator in, th- in three years. But what that says to me is the last two years, coordinator in, coordinator out, coordinator in, coordinator out. And I think this coaching staff is looking at these coordinators and they see something in Justin Herbert that's not real. They think Justin Herbert should be playing a certain way, when in reality, he is about as good as he's going to be. And so that's why they keep firing and hiring and firing. It's like, well, it's got to eventually turn up if we hire the right guy. Maybe Justin Herbert isn't as good as they think he is. So that's something to consider. I'm not selling my Justin Herbert stock, but everyone loves this guy. It's like, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Not sure if he's as great as everyone says, but those are my thoughts on that game. And then finally in the NFL, uh, Buffalo at Washington. This is the sixth time in history 
a 2-0 team was an underdog at home. And they're almost a touchdown underdog. I really like Washington in this spot. Now, here's why we're going to wait. It's bounced back and forth between six, six and a half. And I see some steam today, potentially bringing this number up to seven. So if we can get Washington plus seven at home, I think that's a a, a best bet material. Okay. Uh, Washington is a lot better than people think. They're very well coached. Sam Howell right now is grading overall, according to advanced analytics and pff.com, the 18th best quarterback in the NFL. It's not great, but it's not bad. I think Washington is a super underrated team. And Buffalo isn't just going to kill people, blow them out every single game. Think about Buffalo week one, how, 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 you know, Josh Allen looked. And then Beans bounce back week two, get a big win. But it's like, are we just going to hop back on the Buffalo train after that? So this, this line does not make sense to me. I think Washington's a lot better than that. You don't give them a touchdown at home. A main question in this line is, how really good is Washington? And I think they answer that this game. So I like Washington. Uh, if it gets to seven for sure, and that's going to be an interesting game. So, And then finally, before we get out of here today, let's talk some baseball, some big series, a couple big series this weekend in baseball. There's only about a week left in the regular season, so it's coming down to crunch time. <laughs> I know it seems like forever, right? When you start the season, it's like, holy shit, is this game, is this year ever going to end? But we're getting close in baseball. Now, a lot of the exciting stuff this weekend is happening in the American League, at least teams versus teams in the wildcard chase. So in terms of the actual standings right now, everything is pretty decided in terms of divisions, except for two American League divisions, the East and the West. In the East right now, Baltimore has a one and a half game lead on Tampa. Um, Each, like I said, each team has about eight games or so to play. And so that's going to come down to it. And then in the West... Uh, Houston has a half game lead over both the Rangers and the Mariners. This is going to be the most exciting finish to the, to any division, uh, in baseball. Again, Houston, Texas, and Seattle, the Astros, Rangers, and Mariners all within a half game. As we currently speak, the winner of the division obviously has a huge advantage, but the wild card right now, both teams who don't win the division are likely to make the wild card. Now, what I mean by likely is the pure percentage chance right now that ESPN gives both teams. Texas currently has a 70% chance to make the playoffs, and the Seattle Mariners currently have a 64% chance to make the playoffs. So all three teams that are atop the West right now have above a 50% chance to make it. Toronto, 76.4% chance, and that pretty much does it for the uh, American League. Okay, So the, in the American League right now, pretty much decided except for those couple divisions. And in the wildcard race, Tampa Bay, who is one and a half games back right now from Baltimore, is a clear obvious best wildcard team. They're nine games up, and let's say they happen to win the division. Well, Baltimore then would kind of take that spot and be the overwhelmingly best wildcard team. The American League wildcard chase comes down to the Blue Jays, Rangers, and Mariners. Two of those three teams are getting in. Now, my current opinion, I think the Rangers and Mariners are probably better than the Blue Jays, but at this point in the season, it's all about schedule. The Rangers have Seattle, and then the A's, and then Seattle. So those seven games against Seattle is going to tell everything for... Uh, uh, lost my place here. I'm opening up a million tabs here. Uh, let's see. What the fuck was I? Okay. Uh, that's going to mean everything for Seattle and Texas, right? If Texas somehow... So Texas opens up a three-game set tonight at home. And then they go on the road for three games to the A's, and then finish a four-game set on the road at Seattle. 
Seattle, same thing. They got uh, the three-game set at Texas, and then they go uh, home for their final two sets of the, of the series. Three games against Houston, four games against Texas. Right now, Seattle, overwhelmingly the harder schedule between them and the Texas Rangers. Let's look at Toronto, though, the other team in the mix there. Toronto starts a series tonight with Tampa Bay. Not the team you want to be starting a series with when you're in this playoff run. After after this three-game set on the road to Tampa, they go to New York Yankees, and then they're back home against Tampa. So honestly, of those three teams, Toronto, Seattle, and Texas, I think Texas right now has the easiest schedule to make the playoffs. Also, if you look at Pythagorean-based ratings, which is simply runs scored against runs against, Seattle right now, of those three teams, clearly the best. Seattle is, or excuse me, Texas of those three teams is clearly the best. Texas is plus 161 in run differential. Seattle is plus 105 and Toronto is plus 69. I think that things go in the direction of both teams from the West. Right now, if I'd have to bet on it, I'd say the Rangers and the Mariners based on the schedule, but the Mariners have a very, very tough schedule and uh, same with the Blue Jays. So what happens tonight, tomorrow and Sunday against Texas and Seattle is going to determine a ton in that race. Uh, There's not a whole lot going on in the National League. The National League is pretty much decided, like I said earlier. All the divisions are are clear-cut. You know, uh, Milwaukee should win the Central. Atlanta's already clinched the East. The LA Dodgers have already clinched the West. And in the National League, it's all about the wild card. And as I said, there are five teams fighting for three spots. Philadelphia Phillies, Atlanta Diamondbacks, Chicago Cubs, Miami Marlins, and the Cincinnati Reds. Now, all five of those teams are within, well, I should say one game of the wild card. Philadelphia is four and a half up. Philadelphia gets a couple more wins. They're going to clinch it, right? It's pretty much down to Arizona, Chicago, and Miami, or Arizona, Chicago, Miami, and Cincinnati. Only two of those teams get in. Again, Arizona, Chicago, Miami, Cincinnati, only two of those teams get the wild card spot. Arizona is actually not doing great in the Pythagorean theorem. Arizona is currently minus 16 and runs scored runs against. And you compare that to the Chicago Cubs, plus 97. Miami Marlins, minus 42. Cincinnati Reds, minus 49. Uh, let's look at the schedules here. Arizona Diamondbacks end the season with the New York Yankees. Then they're on the road for a three-game set against the Chicago White Sox and then finish up against Houston. Definitely not... The, the most difficult schedule in the world. The Chicago Cubs uh, started a three-game series today against the Colorado Rockies at home, and they end the season, let's see here, on the road at Atlanta, on the road at Milwaukee, tough schedule for Chicago. Miami Marlins, uh, they're right now facing the Brewers, last couple uh, series of the year for them at New York and Pittsburgh, really like the schedule for Miami. And then finally of those teams, let's see, we did Arizona, Chicago, Miami, where's Cincinnati? Let's pull them up here. I don't like Cincy. I think Cincy for a while has been my one team I bet on to not make the playoffs. They're, they're a good young team. I just think of all these teams, they're probably the worst. Pythagorean certainly says so. Uh, Cincinnati, they get Pittsburgh. Oh, not a bad schedule though. Cincinnati's got Pittsburgh, then Cleveland on the road, and then at St. Louis. So it's a really interesting matchup right now. What's going on in baseball? So fun to watch. Big, big series this weekend. The two biggest series, obviously, Texas at Seattle, and then Tampa Bay against Toronto. Those two games or those two series will make a huge difference in the American League wildcard picture. As far as the National League, like we said, watch the Diamondbacks, Cubs, Marlins, and Reds this weekend, all playing different opponents. Uh, that's, that's big as well. You know, Diamondbacks Cubs currently have the slight edge, but the Marlins and Reds, a schedule that lends to them a winning games late. So 
Yeah, it should be a fun weekend of baseball. Fun weekend of sports overall. So I uh, hope, you, hope you got something out of today's pod. Look, it's been a long week. I'm just like dragging out on a Friday. Hopefully you got something out of that. Did give a few picks in there. Stay tuned tomorrow. We're going to have some picks on Saturday morning's quick picks. And hopefully we're just back to a normal schedule from this point on. So I apologize for this week. We're back. Let me know if you have any questions on Twitter at SBD underscore pod. And we'll talk to you tomorrow morning right here on Sports Betting Daily.